0: Welcome to the Flying Lion Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. We got two guys with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, fellas. I'm Zach. Uh,
1: yeah, go ahead.
2: I'm Zach Cross. I'm uh, here with
0: Ryan and
2: uh, good old buddy Sam. Um, just longtime soccer fan friends and f-
1: fans. Yeah, um, I'm Sam. Um, like Ryan and Zach said, uh, longtime soccer fans, fans. Um, was excited when FC first got the the squad. So I've uh, been fans ever since. So we're, uh, we're ready to dig into it, um, get this podcast started, give you guys a, a little bit of a, a glimpse into our thoughts and analysis. And uh, we'll, we'll see how, how well we do. Um, you guys can be the judge.
0: And finally, uh, again, I'm Ryan. Uh, I've been a fan since 2016. I attended the first home match, fell in love with uh, soccer from a young, young age. But uh, always knew that my heart was uh, in this city, so, so I was happy to see them get a team. And here we are now, what, boys, five years later now in the MLS in the total of, I think, you know, seven years, I think, total that we've had a team.
1: Mm-hmm. I've
0: been a season ticket holder since 2018 and haven't looked back. So excited to have you guys join us today. Like Sam mentioned, we got some fun stuff. Uh, come to everyone, um, the Flying Line podcast is your one-stop destination. It's going to be for fresh and hot takes of the FC Cincinnati news, game recaps, analysis, and some unique segments that we're excited to share with you guys. Uh, stay informed and entertained. We're going to dive through some thrilling and ever-evolving uh, Cincinnati soccer week to week. So some of the unique segments, um, I can have some of the guys... Touch on that, Sam, if you want to go first. Um, you want to chat a little bit about some of the unique segments that we have for everyone.
1: Yeah, so week to week, um, we're going to have, first, we're going to have uh, trivia. Um, it's a big thing that I, I think we're going to have uh, almost every single show. Um, we have four current members right now. Um, three are in front of you. Um, and so each show will have a different trivia question. And that trivia question will be answered either by the end of the show or as we gain uh, more followers and um, get more content for you guys that may be, you know, starting the next show. Um, so it just depends um, what you guys are feeling. Uh, we'll, we'll take your feedback and run with it. Um, but another one, you know, we'll be doing is that upcoming player of the week, right? So um, we'll recap games like Ryan said, and then we'll go on to, to the next game and, and see who the the FCC who FCC Cincinnati is playing the next week, and uh, who's kind of the player that we each think will stand out, um, whether that be on FCC's uh, first team or even in the academy on FCC two. Um, we we really want to dive deep into what FCC offers, um, and that means we can offer you guys more than you know just the surface. So um, those are kind of two that I can highlight on.
0: Nice, I like to hear that, uh, Zach. You want to cover some of our other segments we got coming to people? Yeah, not only
2: those few, we've got uh, we've got the jersey swap. Um, that's the good old. Who do you think uh, you'd want to swap either on our team or on the other team? Um, it's kind of who do you think deserves the uh, jersey on your back? So it's kind of a fun little. Uh, Hot, that's going to be a hot take, I think, on my uh,
0: part most weeks. I think but. So too. I think that'll be a, a unique segment where, uh, you know, each week it might be different. And I think that's what makes it special. I mean, shoot, we could swap jerseys with uh, the coaches, too, if we thought one of the coaches did well. But, you know, I'd personally prefer one of those nice jerseys that we have on every week. So. <laughs> yeah. In addition to that, I think one of the other ones that uh, week to week we might bring in is the uh, yellow or red card of the week. Um, So whether that be a bad play or a ref decision, maybe it was a coaching decision. Or, I mean, shoot, Lucho kind of unveiled his new hairstyle a couple weeks ago. So if people weren't really into that, that could have been your yellow card of the week. But (laughs) I think that could be a a pretty unique segment. Um, And like I said, every week it will vary a little bit. So uh, some good new takes every week. And then if one of the guys wants to touch on maybe one of our final points, uh, I know week to week we'll be doing a lot of the game reviews, um, but we got one last uh, unique thing for everyone.
1: So uh, the other segment that we have is the FIFA ranking boost. So um, we'll kind of do almost like a monthly team of the month, um, and it it shows – the players within FC Cincinnati that we want to sub in or sub out of our starting 11, right? So um, it could be uh, a player played really well that month or played really bad. And so we moved them to the bench or we brought them onto the starting 11. Um, And then maybe we, we boost their uh, dribbling skills. Um, They showed some creativity on the pitch and, um, maybe their their shy accuracy went up different things like that um, just messing with the the game of FIFA um, as we all love uh, I mean that partnership with EA Sports is, is coming to an end but FIFA will have their own game here soon and so kind of going along with that um, style I think that'll be a good segment and uh, bring like a, a new flair to the to the podcast for sure
0: yeah I, I think that's good points um, you know that'll probably be more likely a monthly segment um you know getting into the nitty-gritty each week would be a lot of maneuvering between rankings i think that kind of touches on fifa's system of uh, you know either your monthly team of the team of the month or you know adding those boosts Um, but uh, i think that kind of covers our unique segments uh we can kind of segue to uh the big game um Sam and I uh, were lucky enough to be at the game. I know Zach had kind of been following along and texting us all throughout, but, dude, hell is real, man. What what a game from start to finish, from the march. Um, we started at Northern Row, actually, and we followed the march all the way down. We, we just wanted to join all of it. We wanted to be a part of it. Uh, saw a couple of crew people even trying to join the march, which, I mean, good I luck with that true. one, but... Good luck with that. But uh, if uh, you guys want to start us out, uh, we can review some of the game that we saw. We saw FC winning 3-2 to as our final tally, but we can kind of walk through the match uh, as we saw it here. So um, if Sam wants to start us out, go ahead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Ryan said, I was was able to be there, able to attend. Um, um, For those of you who are are watching or listening – I'll probably be somewhat remote or at the stadium uh, during this season. Um, I'm uh, I'm up in Indianapolis and, and drive down sometimes for games. So uh, I'll be uh, a little remote um, for, for most of the season. But, um, yeah, I was able to come to this game, and the march was electric. Um, it was a great time. Um, Ryan and I were talking. This probably was one of the biggest marches, if not the biggest march we've ever seen to the stadium. Um, the energy was – exactly. yeah yeah, exactly. Like energy was high. It was great. Um, and I mean, we got off to a great start, right? Uh, Costa with the goal then another goal. Um, and I, I just thought the energy throughout the entire game was really high. Um, wish we would have gone into halftime a little bit better, but, um, for me all around, um, the game was pretty solid. Um, and I, I know we'll touch a little bit more on our Jersey swaps, probably more the individual, um, play, but, um, Yeah, for me, all around FC played really well. Played with a lot of passion, and I think that stemmed from the Bailey. The Bailey was on fire. Bailey Um,
0: was rocking.
1: Yeah, everybody was was rocking.
0: You guys
2: could go to that game. (laughs) Watching it on TV was not the same. Yet it was still unreal with the crowd. Like,
0: what could you hear from the broadcast standpoint, Zach? When we scored the first two goals, it seemed like uh, the Bailey was going nuts. I mean, we were there and it was nuts, but just from a TV standpoint, I wondered if you could hear that.
2: Yeah, even the um, announcers, they were saying how deafening it was, even in the broadcast booth. Like they
0: could barely hear
2: themselves talk with how loud it was. So I think that says a lot about the um, entire atmosphere and the um, game experience that we have at TQL.
0: I think that was, uh, you know, one of the points that I would have thought, too, is, you know, you see a lot of times in the Bailey in the corners, they fill in the last. Um, but I was telling Sam, we scored our first goal and then, you know, quickly having a second like that. You look over and you see the shy, la, la, la la, you know, that chant going. And I've seen the front part of the Bailey go crazy and all the supporter groups. But, you know, rarely do you see the entire thing shaking like it was. I mean, from top to bottom, side to side. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the atmosphere definitely, um, you know, obviously in the hell is real match, a derby match, that's what you want. Um, but it kind of shut up that Columbus small contingent up in the corner there. You know, we were we were talking <laughs> yeah. that there wasn't quite as many, you know, as uh, in years past. So, yeah, I was going to say,
2: could you even hear the Columbus crew in that I little corner? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Were, were they just a speck of uh, sand in the
1: the entire stadium? Yeah, it felt like it for sure. Um, most of the game we were, you know, looking over towards the corner, like putting our hand up to the ear, right? Like we can't really hear you guys. Like, I'm sorry, it's deafening. Um, but to to Ryan's point, I mean, the Bailey was rocking. And I I think it, it all stemmed from just that, that energy that you bring into a derby. And, and this FC team has a new energy, right? And I think it was an energy that I don't think – Hell is real nor like any game that we've seen at you know TQL Stadium just like not only was it hell is real but at the same time like I said this is somewhere where FC Cincinnati has never been before and the energy is at its peak so I, hope
0: I you can sustain that too
1: Yeah I, I was about, about to say like a new
0: level you know if that it, can stay every that way game. You're at a supporter shield level fan base and team yeah. quality like from the team I mean you you, you, may not that, that's amazing. You got to tell me. I mean you've been the longest
2: season ticket holder. So back when we were in the USL when we were literally that one year where we had we were in first and we pretty much went all the way. We lost unfortunately in the Open Cup pretty early right. but we had an amazing regular season and I I don't know if that even compares to that just from what we've witnessed so far.
0: I I think that that's a good point for the season in general. I know, you know, and just reviewing this game alone, I found myself more elated by this game and almost relieved than any other game in the past. Like just because of, you know, we had been so good before, and then you have a couple of years that are down, and and all of a sudden, you know, we're this juggernaut of a team. And and when I, I might not look like it, you know, if you see the score sheet, but you ask anyone i mean we we in most games look like we're you know going to come out with the win but you take on your rivals that you know unfortunately we haven't been able to conquer as consistently and you do this in this fashion at home and with that crowd and you get you know other fans you get reds fans you get bengal's fans around the city that are oh man i need to go to these games and that just builds interest and I think people will continue to come out in that fashion. But um, getting back to the actual specific game, um, early on in the game, I think the first 15 minutes, uh, both teams were trying to find their footing. Um, by the time that we get, I think it was around the 16th minute. You guys can maybe correct me on that if I'm wrong, but um, we get a, a ball down the sideline for Baji, takes it to the end line, and uh Plays it across perfectly, too. In my opinion, something that um, Brandon Vasquez doesn't get a lot of credit on, but gets himself in a great position to actually be able to possibly score that. And here comes Lucha just running there, (laughs) just ready for it. So, you know, to be honest, if he misses that uh, or dummies it even, then, you know, Vasquez, I think, slams it home.
2: You know, in addition to that, I mean, Baji was a workhorse this game. I thought... That was his best game he's played with us since he started. He drew the foul on the PK. He pretty much got this assist. He, I don't know how he maintained his balance from trying to uh, beat those two crew defenders, and he slotted that straight to Lucho. Like, I thought that was some of his best play, in my opinion.
0: He doesn't get a lot of the stats, but, I mean, Sam and I just seeing it and his effort, the first 20 minutes, it was like, Pachi's on a mission today. And, you know, that's something that I think I'm I'm pretty harsh on our forwards. Um, being a, a former forward myself and playing, um, you know, I'm more critical of of that position. But, you know, seeing just the effort, I mean, of course, it's a Cincinnati thing. It's blue collar. It's the work hard mentality. But um, more than that was just like he was making smart plays and he was helping on the defensive side. Uh, There was probably about a 40-minute gap where, you know, after we score two, we get one called back where, you know, the team's kind of more on the defensive foot that, you know, maybe, like, his hold-up play or working with Vasquez up top, you know, maybe allows us to keep possession better. But, um, you know, all in all, I I would say that was his best game. Um, Zach, I don't know if you want to maybe touch into this that might lead into our next part of uh you know jersey swaps it sounds like you were pretty high on him um who did you have as your your jersey swap of the game
2: yeah honestly i i was thinking it was Baji, um but really i mean everybody on the field on our team seemed like they were excellent Haglin could have done a better job i would agree but um he gave him a little too much space um, on his defending. I think that's his downside. But um, yeah, honestly, I, I would say overall, um, if if it wasn't Lucho, obviously scoring the two goals, it's gotta be Baji because I think he was the one who kind of started started those two. So yeah, um,
0: I'd probably give it to Baji for sure. Sam, what it sounds like you're shaking your head there. Do you do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I probably would have swapped jerseys with Baji as well. Um, but um, from from that standpoint, like you guys had said, I mean, he's, he's got the assist, um, had a, had 92.9% pass accuracy from a, a, wow. a striker, right? So the man was moving the ball. Um, you could clearly see that he was putting in the effort. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit better play from our midfielders. And that, I think that's where Baji stepped up um, and, and kind of fell back and helped out our our wingers and our center backs to kind of help out that forward play um and so I mean, with that, those first two goals were all him. Like, like you had said, Ryan, right down the right wing, and then he crosses over to Acosta, and he f- barrels over the video board I on the sideline.
0: Did you see that? Did you see him tumble over yeah. the board? Oh, I my. didn't get to see that on, on
1: the screen. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, if, if you watch at uh, the corner of your eye, you'll see Acosta scoring, but then there goes Bajji yeah, over over the side Baggi of the video board.
2: Ryan over That's the me. board.
1: But yeah, on the on the on the second goal though, drawing that penalty, um, and uh, to be honest with you, the, the entire game, Philip Quinton, the defender for Columbus Crew, looked awful. Baji and Vasquez both were just absolutely obliterating him, and I was loving yeah. it. Um, and so, I mean, we from our angle, Ryan and I thought there should have been that third goal with Vasquez's insane yeah. volley. Right. But dude. then, I mean, you go back and you actually see yeah. it on TV. I'm sure Zach saw the angle, but like. From our angle, we were like, what? Like, How's that offside whatever? But baji's clearly like a foot, if not two feet, like offside. Yeah. Um,
0: but I, I think ball.
1: that was just – yeah, that was just an incredible play to a kind of beautiful it. header, like yeah. back to Vasquez. Um, so, yeah, all in all, Baji would be the guy. Um, but, I mean, if Zach's going to take him, uh, I'll, I'll take um, Roman Solitano um, for, for my jersey swap. Um, I, I think he could have played a better game. Obviously, I mean, conceded two goals, but I think that was more on the defense, if anything, in my opinion. Um, like I said, we I talked about the midfield prior, but um, just based off that last save there at the end, that stretch, what like what an incredible save. Like cat-like reflexes, it, it was just insane. Do
0: you think he could have done better with the second goal? I was trying to go back. I was watching it again, and uh, it gave me shades of, uh, you know, Kenneth Vermeer when we played them. <laughs> And uh, we had those two shots that were deflected off. He almost punches them out instead of catching it. And I thought the same thing. I go back and look. It looks like it hits off his chest. Yeah. I mean, our defenders a step slow to kind of cover that on the rebound. But um, is, that, is that the same one that um, was that Cucho who
2: ripped it really hard?
0: Cucho has a quick shot. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, for him yeah. to even get something on that is impressive. I think so. Right. Yeah, I think it was just a coaching
2: goal from was that Zeller ryan um he was just yeah. the right place at the right
0: time and i don't yeah. think yeah. you could you i don't think you can really judge where that ball's coming off with that right. speed yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to say my my jersey swap was uh, is lucha big shocker there but mm-hmm. um you know, I, I touched on it earlier. I was more of a forward, but I played attacking mid. Um, so not only would I share a similar kind of position, but we have a similar height. So probably more likely to have the same jersey as the guy, too, which you know, would make sense. But, um, I mean, let's talk about heart. Let's talk about, you know, acting as the captain, showing out in the first 20 minutes. You're coming out and you know it's your derby and Lucho showed out. I mean, all <laughs> Sam can attest to this. The amount of times we looked over at each other we're like, did he just do that? I mean, Megan guys, you know, going through defenders, um, you know, composed over his PK. I mean, all of the above. It was uh, outstanding performance. There was parts in the middle where he kind of slowed down, but it's hard to sustain that over 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it, I also,
2: uh, on top of that, his defensive work rate this game was – him coming back, I think he's he won like feels like a couple dozen balls coming just back on defense from behind, and that turned our attack around.
1: Like, and me well, and- I mean, yeah, I mean that that third goal was was him, right? Yeah, is is handling that that pressure, putting that pressure on the Columbus Crew goalkeeper, and ma- making them make mistakes. And I think to your credit, Zach, I mean. Acosta's pressure was insane um, I mean obviously we've, we've watched him for how many seasons Now like he's going to take breaks right yeah. um, But when he when he Turns it on like his pressure is Phenomenal um, and he's yeah. I, I think the other thing too about it Like I feel like When we're up or tied Maybe not so much when we're losing I think He's a little bit too clumsy and reckless When we're losing because he's, he's got a little Bit of fire in him but he seems To be very careful and the tackles that he does when we're tied or winning. I feel like, I feel like, obviously I hope it's better, but like, I feel like that's a a good correlation of like his, his attacking ability or his tackling ability, being able to win their winning, not be reckless, don't go in, slide tackle, whatever, but he's very cool, calm and collected.
0: I think that, um, that that's a great point. Um, it just reminded me too, when you say like to be kind of calm, cool, collected, like, you kind of have a secondary captain in Matt Miazga. So in the times where Lucha's kind of falling off and he's kind of in his head about things, like you have Miazga there in the back line yelling at people, yelling at Cucho. I don't know if you saw in the first half Cucho goes down and he's all upset and he goes over to the ref and the ref puts his arm on him and Cucho's like, get off of me. And that's all Miazga getting in his head. I think that the dude has just been phenomenal, uh, as a leader, um, the unsung hero in some aspects, maybe some people don't think that, but I, I think that uh, his leadership in the back has, um, you know, obviously done wonders for us. But um, I, I think that was a a good point to make by the end. Uh, even when we go tied, you know, we're we're up 2 you know, they get two back. Unfortunately, um, the first person I look down to the field and see it's both. Acosta and Miazga hyping everyone up like, look, guys, we were up 2-0, you know, let's go get another one. (laughs) We've been here before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what's different for this year's team than last. Um, I think last year's team would have just been composed and we're not as much composed, but more complacent, I think, is the word I'm looking for there. And um, maybe depth has something to do with that, too. Um, Maybe we can get into they bring Kubo in and within a minute, Yeah, (laughs) put a goal in.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah,
0: um, I I think that uh, the subs and some of you know the people we can bring in adds to the team later on in the game that maybe other teams don't have. Um, We were looking at their subs in the later part of the games, and (laughs) we're like number fifty-five and number seventy-seven. And Sam's like, "Who are all those guys?" And they're all a lot of the academy players. They're you know their two team last year won the league. Um, so they're bringing a lot of those guys up, but that's great. And they've been good at that level, but you're bringing Kubo in off the bench for us. You're bringing Pinto in, who's now got good experience in Gulo, you know, yeah, even Arias, a guy that's let it go Madrid in a late game. That's the ideal sub that you want to bring in, in that situation, you know, either if it's at right back or left back, the dude's been there. He's played at the highest level. So, uh, I, I think we've raised the ceiling in our team. And that's the difference. Now let's see in the summer, you know, obviously what we can do with that and continue to add. But um, I think that the bench definitely helped us this game.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So maybe we can uh, touch a little bit into our, you know, yellow or red cards of the week. Um, That'll kind of bring us to uh, Sam, I think, can... can give us his yellow card of the week here he was telling me about it earlier so go ahead Sam
1: yeah um I mean Zach had mentioned he might have some hot takes for for his yellow red red card of the week for future episodes but um I mean this I don't know if it's such a hot take for this one for me but um, I'm gonna give a yellow card to the FC Cincinnati Tifo uh, for this game um like it it was good. It was fine, um, but it, it it could have been a lot better. Um, I, I just I, I don't understand. It seems like every time we put up a tifo, there's always a struggle. Like there's never a smooth rigging of the tifo
0: system. Yeah, and can I
2: ask you? I you couldn't see it on the um, the stream. They for some reason at halftime and like before the game during the anthem, it was like. The, the camera was like showing the entire stadium from a distance. So it, I, you couldn't see anything. So yeah. explain a little, I, I haven't, I didn't yeah, see the yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the TIFO was uh, obviously like a lion head with wings. Right. Um, and then on one side, it had uh, "Abandon all hope. And then the other side had all crew uh, enter here. So <laughs> I, I just wow. thought like the wording was a little generic like i I just thought they could have done a lot more with it. Um, and that may just me be that may just be me comparing what we saw from Austin FC this past weekend with the giant yeah. Groot Tifo. Like
0: yeah, Groot is pretty like
1: I, I like I feel like we can do that. um but
0: you know, I, I will add Sam, um, yeah. pregame, you know, we had some insider information. Um, rumor has it that the supporters, we got to give them more credit really went for it, apparently. Um, we had designed a three D lion that was going to be displayed during the game, but unfortunately, some of the logistics didn't work out. Um, so the same looking lion was presented, but not in a three D type form. So ambitions life, okay. there. I think we have uh, the ambition for it, and I don't want to yeah. you know throw it too much you know. Shade on anyone, but um, I'm not. Yeah, hey, I'm not. I'm
1: not throwing. I'm not throwing red cards out here. It's a simple <laughs> yellow card. Nice little. It's sure. a warning, yeah. right? It's yeah. a warning. Let's get it yeah. better and, and move on.
0: Yep. Zach, what do you have for your uh, yellow or red of the week?
1: You know,
2: I'm gonna call this an anti-yellow.
0: Mm. Um, okay. Honestly,
2: in my opinion, this was some of the best refing I've seen all all season especially for being a rivalry rivalry game. I thought calls were going both ways. Um, I didn't see any, like, absolutely egregious fouls. Like, in my opinion, I, they seemed all pretty decent, at least on TV. You might have seen differently from the, and with blurry eyes, but, you know.
0: You know, from our standpoint and with all the adrenaline we had going watching his fans, uh, you know, there's some points where you're always going to stand up and, you know, yeah. be about things. But um, I, I think through and through, you're exactly right. I think he handled it the right way and, uh, you know, made it be known, look like we're not going to let this get out of hand, which I, I don't think a lot of MLS refs do.
2: Right. I agree.
0: So uh, my uh, red card of the week, I'm going here because it's, it's this time. Well, uh, the whole city of Columbus, man.
1: Oh, we're throwing shade. First pod.
0: we're it's throwing shade, shade. shade time. Um, you know, we uh, <laughs> we see a lot on Twitter. We see a lot of passionate fans, but um, you're coping, guys. Come on. I mean, after you lose in that fashion, like they're like, oh, you know, it could have been this two to two game and you guys barely snuck it out. I'm like, did you guys watch the game? I mean, we had great opportunities up and down the field. Like, yeah, you guys had possession. I mean, the possession was there for you. But, you know, I I felt like it was pretty handy. Um, Columbus showed out. They had a decent amount. But, again, not like years past. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's uh, Austin still in their head. I don't know. That pre-court thing back there, right? Um, But that that would be my red of the week. So,
1: Yeah, I I think – I think it was hilarious to, to add on to to your red card um the blocking off of a couple seats uh up in their section um i i don't know why that happened um but i i do think that's hilarious that they had sectioned off like multiple rows um in different areas of the columbus crew fan section um and I don't, I don't know if that contributed to you know them not traveling as well, Ryan. But um, I, I just thought that was something funny that FC kind of was like, you know what, we're not gonna. Allow I think it was then. like
0: intentionally placed, but with good intention. Are you um, talking about the fencing? Yeah, they had the fencing up on the seats. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, so they blocked yeah. it to kind of yeah. like separate them more.
0: I I think so, and maybe they had people that had bought tickets and they wanted to create a little bit of a divide, but um last year a lot of the Columbus fans were right on the first row and there was a lot of things that were thrown there was a lot of beverages that were porn uh so you know maybe that had something to do with it let's just say that let's just say hey we're just trying to protect our you know our fans but classless exactly exactly um but uh yeah I, I think that was pretty funny I would agree Sam um, Zach, did your uh, did your brother happen to watch? I know he is a Columbus uh, resident.
2: You know, I didn't ask him. I should have he, yeah. he's um he's all high on Newcastle right now, so he's he's probably want nothing to do with Columbus.
0: Maybe we can convert him. I did see there was this gentleman on Twitter that was a little bit salty about our Bailey. He was calling out the Nordeki after the game and saying why can't we create something like this which oh, man. is kind of funny to me that they're even like you know what we acknowledge that this is pretty pretty amazing <laughs> um and i i felt like that i went to hell is real about i think two years ago 2021 i went and uh you know nice stadium kind of bland from the outside or has got a good contingent but it was just a mixture i don't think everyone's really as into the game there i had a lot of casual fans around me which is fine which is good but the derby game man i want my all my people there i want all my diehards you know i want everyone into the game and our section was into it i had a lady that was in front of us that you know her friend was asking like teach me the chance i mean that's what i love yeah that's just- awesome heart like that and of course she's sitting right behind some crew fans so you know i wanted her to chant as loud as she could too but um i thought that was pretty cool
1: yeah so um for those watching or listening uh if you want to give your card of the week um comment on on any of the videos or any of the the tweets that we put out this week and uh we'll, we'll see what you guys think
0: yeah i think uh any and all comments uh you know we're Just starting off this podcast, so we're building interest here, trying to come out with some unique segments to get you guys interested. Um, Tying into that, um, I'll present to you two, because you guys have not formally, I think, heard this one, but uh, our trivia of the week. Um, We'll start with our our first one here. So, gentlemen, who holds the goal-scoring record for FC Cincinnati in our MLS history? Go ahead, uh, either Zach or Sam, I'll let you guys think about that for a minute. We've had
1: cue, uh, Q of- the Jeopardy music,
0: <laughs> yeah, cue the Jeopardy music. Oh
1: man. All right. I've got my answer locked in.
2: <clears throat> Zach.
1: We'll wait for Zach.
2: Yeah. We'll just, we'll just fire away. All right. Let's hear it boys.
1: So I'm, I'm going to give some reasoning before I, uh, I give my answer. um, this guy um, kind of started off slow with FC Cincinnati, um, was a huge signing. Um, I don't think he did as much for us as we thought he would. Um, the second season, he absolutely lit it up, uh, almost had, I think, what well, he was top three, top four in goals scored in the league. Um, my guess is uh, the man who's leaving the club here this summer. Uh, I'm going to go with Brenner.
0: All right, we got a Brenner answer. Zach, let's hear it.
1: You
2: know, Sam, I was going to say the same thing, but, you know, uh-huh. I, I have a feeling last year, I mean, he scored how many hat tricks? Like, you get a lot. That, that, you really rack up goals doing that, so. You get a lot. Just, just to be different, I'm going to go with
0: um, – We'll go with Lucho because he's consistent. Mm. All right. We have uh, Sam with Brenner and Zach with Lucho. I'll have you guys go ahead and comment if you would like. Um, by the end of the show here, we're going to give you the answer, but uh, you guys can think about who is our uh, goal-scoring record uh, player for FC Cincinnati in just the MLS history. In uh, In USL history, I think we can all agree – who our top person would likely be as a goal scorer? Can you gentlemen think about who that might be? Koenig. That's going off my off my head here, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Ledesma. Maybe somebody can correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure that uh, our good friend our good friend Manu can uh, can hold that record. But um, speaking on former legends of the team, uh, Sam and I were at Northern Rail as I mentioned earlier, and uh, in walks GB. GB was in our pregame he was our he was our sword bear uh, this week. Uh, pretty cool segment that FC does each week to honor some legends. Um, uh, GB actually had a solid season with us. I was looking it up. he had 16 goals in his one year with us. He actually holds the um, per minute record for goals in our history uh, oh. all combined with I think it was 131. Minutes per goal, um, which is is pretty good. Um, so for a single season, you know, you say what you want, but GB's a legend. Um, I know. Think, uh, was that a
2: shocker uh, when you saw him as the surprise
0: guest, or you know, were you, we were really
2: thinking Joe Burrow? I <laughs> <was> thinking
0: Joe <laughs> Burrow being an Ohio guy, and you know, seeing him walk in would have really pumped up the crowd if he was wearing FC stuff, especially too um but but GB was a good one I think the club's really hitting on the legends um and uh I think Manu would be my next one for sure to come in at some point Mm -hmm. Um, uh maybe a former coach comes back in maybe not I don't know we'll see
1: I I feel like you have to save Manu for next like the next hell is real though like he's that big of a player you know
0: yeah I agree basically yeah build the statue for the man I think that's the next part in our club's history is uh, getting a hall of fame. You know, let's start up a, a former legends, um, you know, system, a hall of fame or some sort of thing. But that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> um, so maybe we can segment uh, now over to uh, our upcoming week. I think if you guys want to add anything else to the game uh, before we move over to that part, I really thought that we held it out the last several minutes were a little bit nervy but um, yeah. I always had I always had some faith in the end uh, in our defense and like Sam had mentioned earlier Roman making a big save uh, I'd never seen a crowd stay as long as they did after um you know we were around for probably 15 20 minutes and everyone in the Bailey was in there the whole team was going around the pitch and waving at everyone, which sometimes you get a decent amount, but everyone was all together. So I think they really understood the importance. So just
1: yeah. to, uh, Ryan's uh so one, one key piece to um, to, to kind of cap off uh, the analysis of the hell is real game. Um, as all the players were clapping up the fans going around and, um, Ryan's Jersey swap, Mr. Mr. Uh, Lucho Acosta uh, was out there with his kids and it was, it was hilarious. Um, and he was waving his Jersey around like a towel. Um, he was just getting into it with the fans. And um, a couple of times he was going around the outside and he was going, this is my city. This is my city. Oh, so hopefully. Yeah. So hopefully a contract is, a contract? is coming by Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it feels like, right? Seeing him do that, like the energy of wanting him to come back and stay here. um, I I just love to see that from a player. Now let's see it from a front office standpoint.
0: A lot of people uh, always point to after they score the goal is the pointing to the badge and like kissing the badge. And I think Lucha holds the record for the amount of badge kisses in (laughs) FC history. (laughs) So. That'd be a Uh, great stat. In our upcoming week here, we got a game tomorrow, gents. We're playing in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, We're playing at New York Red Bulls. So quick turnaround. I think the boys will be buzzing. They'll be ready after this game uh, last week to get back on. Um, I personally think we're gonna have a good starting lineup. Probably a little bit of a mixture uh, of some starters from this past week. Maybe get Res to come in and start. Um, But let's hear it from you guys. Who do you guys think uh, is going to start? Or uh, if you guys want to just do a quick little recap, or not recap, or preview, sorry, of the uh, upcoming game. Um, Either one of you guys can start. Uh,
1: So um, since it is just an Open Cup game, uh, I'll probably skip the the preview for that, Um, especially since it's against an opponent that we played um, pretty actually soon. Or I, I guess a couple days, if not weeks ago, um, in Montreal, and gave them a 3-0 thrashing, um, and probably played one of the best games that we've we've seen out of FC Cincinnati from you know attack all the way to defense. Um, everything just looked really good and cohesive. Um, but my my upcoming player to watch um, is going to be Ian Murphy. Um, he had started the Open Cup game as well as uh, the last game that we played, um, and so. Uh, against NYCFC and then um, against Montreal. And it, I think that Montreal game, he just had so much confidence, so much grit. Um, I
0: think was, the middle of the week game against Montreal was an MLS game. I'm pretty sure. it was. No, yeah, week, I'm, I'm talking about the NYCFC did He did, game, he did the, start uh, both of those, yeah. and I, I think that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so, he, I mean, the, the Montreal game, I, I think he had ground duels, aerial duels, like everything was – he he was getting right. Um I thought he played really well next to Miazga. Um but the other reason that I'm I'm choosing Ian Murphy is because of Miazga and Mascara. and um I think in Wobodo as well all have had yellow cards that game. Um so my my thinking is, you know, they might be watching that back line. Maybe Mascara takes a break because um, I know the game before uh, Hell is Real, he he took the game off uh, against Montreal, so maybe they do a similar thing, but kind of watching that match ban. Um, but that that's why I'm going with with Ian Murphy.
2: Nice, yeah. I was gonna say that's that's a good one to look at too, because he's. I just think he's got so much growth,
1: and I feel like if
2: he just gets more minutes playing next to both Miazga and Mascara, I think he'll do. He'll be a long-time keeper, I feel like, with us in the future. So hopefully we can get a good sell on him with him. Um, but for me, I would say I, I really want to see uh, some minutes from Ngulo this game. Um, so I guess let me backtrack a little. So there was a stat that they said um, during the uh, Columbus Crew game that they were saying that FC Cincinnati has been unbeaten in the last 13 matches when leading at the half. So I think if, if we just get a goal or two in the first half, I think we can sustain it and keep it through to the end. So I think we've just put our attack on um, early. Um, Maybe Angulo doesn't start, but Lucho probably starts for a few minutes, um, maybe for for one half, maybe. Um, And then Angulo comes in and finishes it off. I think that would be a a fun, uh, fun game to watch with him.
0: Yeah, good shouts from uh, you both. I think both are going to play solid minutes and pretty instrumental in our growth as a team, Um, having Mm -hmm. open cup games that are meaningful. You know, we're in the final 16 now, and uh, if we were going to go for the cup, which is a good opportunity for, you know, CCL, um, you know, getting those guys minutes in meaningful games like this is big. Um, I think that, playing New York right now in their stage they're coming off of beating a few teams uh they had a derby win um they're I'm pretty sure they won this past weekend as well I don't really follow the Red Bulls too much but uh, (laughs) um they uh they got rid of their coach a few weeks ago and they haven't looked back um I think they've won three or four straight now so interesting to see if uh they rotate or if the new coach comes in and says hey I want to get some of my solid starters' minutes under my system, and um, that will be interesting to see. I think they had also played a couple of home games in a row now, so uh, having this as a home game for them, which, let's be honest, a home game in New York is not really anything. <laughs> Their attendance is uh, not not the greatest, but, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, my player to look out for is going to be Kubo. Um, I think that Vasquez gets the night off, uh, especially with uh, you know, a Saturday game coming up this weekend. Um, I think Kubo plays up top again, where we've seen him kind of as a, a withdrawn striker. Uh, but somebody that drives and can create, uh, takes pressure a little bit off of Lucho. Um, you know, maybe he's even a, a Lucho in this game. Like Zach was saying, maybe Lucho starts some. We're not really sure, but um Kubo's gonna bring some good energy. It's gonna get him some good minutes. He was coming off an injury, you know three weeks or four weeks ago now. So he's been a, a sub mainly. He, I think he got a start in his last Open Cup game, but um, I think Kubo is going to have a, a, a blowout game. I'm, I'm waiting for it. So um, real quick, score predictions for the U.S. Uh, or I guess, yeah, U.S. Open Cup game on, on uh, Tuesday.
1: I'll go ahead um, and um, I'll say uh, 2-1 FC Cincinnati. Um, I think Red Bulls gets a a goal first, um, and then FC Cincinnati uh, makes the right adjustments in the second half or um, later on in the game and and scores two more.
2: Yeah, I think with um, Red Bulls not having a great regular season, I think they're going to really try um, on this this game just because it's round of 16. So there's only four games I think left. So I think they're going to try to pull out all the stops, play their starters. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see that, and I think uh, it'll probably be a A 2-1, us, FCC.
0: All right. So we have uh, two ones around, I think, for both of you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep with the trend of our recent games. uh, Maybe a little earlier in the season, but I'm going to go
2: 1-0.
0: Go with a 1-0 winner via the head, very specifically. Not that I know any insider information. But of, uh, Mr. Matt Miazga, who is from, uh, the area and grew up in the system. So it's going to mean more to him if he, if he does play, which I think, uh, you know, going back to, uh, I think an interview that either Pat or Laurel had, uh, earlier this season, Miazga sees every U.S. Open, uh, cup game as an important game, you know, Mm. minutes, uh, to play together. And, uh, and to find ways to win. So I think Miazga doesn't sit this one out, especially in his home state city, former yep. team. And I think he gets the the header goal for a 1-0 uh, late victory. So We'll uh,
1: we'll hold you to that the next pod for sure.
0: <laughs> so moving forward then, like I mentioned on Saturday, uh, the Young Garys play Colorado Rapids. Um, we uh, play an away match there. Um, looking at their form... I was just looking it up here a minute ago. They, in the last six games, have won one. Uh, looks like have drawn two and lost three. Um, so not not great. Uh, um, again, always a uh, away match is going to be tough going back-to-back away games as well. Um, New York maybe back home to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. back to Colorado. A little bit of a time difference. A lot of legs uh, or minutes on those legs, I should say. Um, but I think that uh, another good opportunity against a Western conference team this time um, to uh, get three points.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, I mean, I watched a little bit of the end of, of the game uh, the other night between real uh, Salt Lake and uh, Colorado Rapids and the Rapids just, they, they look flat. Um, and so obviously the the fan atmosphere in Colorado isn't, isn't the best. Um, and so I'm, I'm expecting FC to, to kind of roll in there and, um, show them, show them what's, you know, what's what, um, but to be honest with you, I, I'm hoping that the old FC doesn't show up. And I, I think this is just me having the old FC mindset, um, when it comes to those away matches and
0: I'm, I'm switched out of that. Let's, well, let's I, see it. <laughs> well, well,
1: I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at like, this is almost like a trap game. Um, yeah. and you know, if, if we get a draw out of this, like say we go down early and we get a draw, like that's fine, but we're the best team in the MLS right now. Like we can't settle for that. Like we have to continue yeah. to roll, continue kind of like what Ryan said with the, with the open cup games in Miyazga, like we have to treat every game like it's the final, like you can't let up during this MLS season. Um, and ex- expect yourself to be at the top, you know, when it comes playoff time. Right. Um, so I think during this trap game, I, I think it'll be crucial for, for FC to at least at least get some points. I agree. I'm.
2: I was gonna say. I mean, they're coming off how many straight games? Uh, or how many games in like three weeks? It's been a lot. Um, yeah. I think everybody's legs are tired. Um, maybe not Rapid's because I mean I think they're third from the bottom on the Supporters Shield. So, I like you said. I I want to say that they're gonna. Um, They need this. Needs to be a blowout, but um, given the circumstances and heavy legs, it's. I won't be happy with the draw, but I might have to settle for a draw. It it might be just one of those weeks where, uh, uh, weekend games where you just a a draw is a win at this
0: point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Pat's mentality. Is you know MLS standard of point on the road three points at home, you know, we built a fortress at TQL and, you know, continuing that I think isn't going to be hopefully a problem, but um, I see the Colorado game as an opportunity. We play nine, I think away games coming up and only like one home match. You know, we only Mm -hmm. have like one home game in June or something crazy like that. Um, We play, you know, some decent teams in June, but uh, like you said, Zach, a weaker, Uh, Rapids team in terms of where they are in the standings like let's take advantage of this no matter where we're at you know no matter tired legs or not like let's keep pushing you know we know we're going to get some guys coming in in the summer so why not push this early and really go for it Um, I think Pat's been that way all year he's done a great job at you know game management um, and uh, personnel wise so uh, I think we have a good shot in that game uh, finally here, I just wanted to touch on our trivia question and answer. Uh, anyone want to change their... Hey, list?
1: no changes. No changes. What are you what talking about? It?
0: All right. So from earlier... Kind of trivia is this? Of who holds the goal-scoring record for FC Cincinnati in our MLS history? And that answer is going to be Mr. Brandon Vasquez. Mm. Mr. Brandon mm. Vasquez. He's got 30 goals... And uh, next uh, is Brenner, 27. Ah. And uh, Lucho with 23.
2: Mm.
0: So uh, now Brenner's had more goals and less matches. Uh, Brandon kind of had a rough start with us early on. Mm. But, um, you know, 30 goals overall, I think, is pretty solid. Um, I would have loved to have him score that third one this past (laughs) weekend Uh, to add to his confidence, get him going a little bit more this year. but. I think that Brandon's had a, a pretty solid year so far. I hope to uh, see a couple goals from him this week. But any closing remarks from you guys as we uh, close our first Flying Lion podcast here?
1: No, um, I mean anything that that we can do to to continue to to talk about FC. You guys let us know um, some topics that you know that you want us to hit on, um, get our opinions on, because um, I can promise you we have. A lot more analysis and uh, experience uh, behind, you know, what we've just been telling you right now. Um, so, if you scratch and call away, we will reveal our our true selves. Um, but uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this ride that we'll go on with this podcast. And if you continue to su- show support, you know, we'll we'll show it right back. So,
2: good shout! Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of said it all. You guys, I'm I'm glad we can get together and. Have a couple beers and talk FC Cincinnati. I mean, what what more to life is there than that? Like,
0: not much. Not much. At <laughs> um, in my uh, closing thoughts, to um, just kind of adding on what Sam had said, um, we're going to be rolling out some short videos. Um, so our our trivia question from this week, if you guys uh, miss it for upcoming weeks, uh, likely to be on TikTok and Instagram. We're going to do kind of our question uh some of the responses and then the answer um so we'll have a couple of short clips maybe even a jersey swap here and there uh for some short content for you guys but go ahead and this sounds so weird to say but like subscribe follow us uh this is the flying lion podcast touching on a little gary theme there with the wings um we uh, are excited to have you guys join us for the coming weeks so until next week, gentlemen, I will take you a